Welcome to Block to Block Podcast. Hey, where we discuss <laughs> we discuss everything from my block to your block. I am your host, Queen Esther. Each week on Block to Block, we bring you brand new episodes. So if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to the latest episode, hashtag human resources with Cassie, go listen to that because that is up and running right now. Shout out to Cassie and Black Dennis for, for coming through the neighborhood. If you listen, Black Dennis is her car. Um, Black to Block streams weekly on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and on Mondays at the Culture Play Radio. And that's at 11 a.m., 8 p.m., I mean, 8 a.m. specific time. Uh, But don't worry, if you miss Monday's episode, you can always catch the replay on Wednesdays, same time, 11 a.m., and that's 8 a.m. specific time. I wasn't going to correct you. (laughs) Pacific time, not specific. Do I love my sister fail? Do I love her fail out of here in the streets? (laughs) gonna say it again y'all get the point if it's not eastern it's western okay so you can catch that on culture play radio download all the apps for free don't forget to subscribe rate and review and y'all can slide up in the dm and tell me what you think of every episode if you have any questions comments or concerns let us know and we are at because it's block on instagram and um, because it's block at gmail.com. So I am sure you guys already heard today's episode. We have a great young man here. He's here for the kickback. I'm not that young. <laughs> you young. Don't be lying to these people. <laughs> here for the kickback. We're chilling with my homie. Um, and he's my cousin because we Nigerian and yeah. you know, by yeah. Nigerian, we always say everybody's our cousin. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> So, Mr. Funny Man, Mr. Comedian, screenwriter, and actor, King Hassan. Welcome to the neighborhood, King. Are you going to pump in, like, just a applause and standing ovation? I got to get all of that. (laughs) Thank you for having me, Esther. Thank you. So, before we jump into it, you know, here on Block to Block, it's mandatory that every guest has to play the game. So we're going to do Run Around the Block, okay. where I ask you a series of random questions, and you answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Got it. Ready? Yes. Okay. If you can... Blue cheese. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. So, uh, so, the first thing that comes to my mind, your response to what you said? All right. All right. We'll do it that way. That probably, that probably makes more that, sense. That would yeah. work. All that right. would work. Okay, let's do it that way. Okay. <laughs> what is the craziest thing you've ever done? Oh my, that's such a weird question. <laughs> like, what's your definition? I know this is supposed to be quick fire, but this is like, such a, what's your definition of weird? Okay, crazy. Like, something that you, that people be like, yo, he's crazy, or. But that's the difference. See, that's the thing. Okay. I'm a stand up comic. People are like, oh my goodness, that's crazy. I can never do that. I've been out of planes before. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. So I just like. Okay, what's crazy to you? Oh, my last wife. No, I mean, no, see, like, that's what, I don't want to. I don't want to put that out there. All right, all right. I've been married a bunch. Whatever. That's not the, point. Uh, the craziest thing I've ever done. Oh man, there's just two. Okay, so my house burned down. 
Oh my god! My house burned down in like 2003. Okay, I was was in college. Okay, and uh, I I remember we got we got put in like I was in school. Yeah, so my house and I had I had moved in uh, into that apartment with everything. Every baby picture, every trophy, oh, every yearbook, gone, up in flames, <gasps> right? Oh, my God. Yeah, the school put us in, like, a different different housing. And I remember sitting, watching TV, and my friend was like, hey, man, you're going to go through some things, like, mentally. Just don't make any big decisions. I was like, okay, cool. I hung up the phone, and then I picked it right back up, and I called admissions, and I had them send me to whatever school overseas as they could and i spent the next two years in malta what yeah still studying like the uh the effects of autism on children but like i just like that was a crazy like in a moment of like just pure grief i was just like i need to do something i need to keep moving because i could feel myself sinking into like not doing anything and so i just jumped out of that situation and like that was because I, I remember thinking, like, oh, I lost all these things. I'm so alone. I've lost everything. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until I picked up and moved across the world where I realized that the things that I lost were just keepsakes mm. of the people and the loved ones that I had. Mm. You know, like, now I was in a different country. The language, the accents, the sights, the, mm-hmm. the terrain, everything was different. And for those who don't know, where's Malta? It's south of Sicily, uh, right, uh, right above Tunisia. It's in okay. the Mediterranean Sea. Wow. Yeah. And you were there for two and a half years? Yeah, two years. Two years. Two yeah. years. And so I just, I just picked up and I, and I left. So I was just Dang. like, I'm out. So that would probably be the craziest thing. Like, I still look back at, like, my time, and I'm like, what was I doing? But you don't regret it. No, 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 no. Yeah. Well, that's one thing. You can't waste money traveling. Yeah. You can't waste, Oh, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Um, What is your biggest turnoff? Like, from a a, a lady? From a... (laughs) Anything. From a person? Uh, Tardiness. (laughs) Tardiness. I cannot stand. Oh, God. I am a big fan (laughs) Of respecting people's time. Let me tell you something. King uh-huh. is the only Nigerian man, <laughs> the only Nigerian man I have ever met in my life that is on time. It's so and if important. He's a minute late. Like today, he was a literal. He was literally a minute late and called me and said, "I'm so sorry." I was stressing, and I was like, "What?" Mind you, she wasn't here yet. I wasn't here she yet. She wasn't here yet. <laughs> it's her venue. <laughs> She picked the time, <laughs> and when I arrived late, she was still not here. She was close. Yes. I'll give you that. You yes. were close. That was the closest, right? Because yes. I'm usually later. Yes, exactly. So I was very proud. I was like, oh my God, King is calling. Well, I'm only five minutes away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out here getting called out. <laughs> getting the cops called out on me. Uh, can I come in? No? You're, oh, you're not there yet? All right. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> So yeah, that's probably my biggest. Wow, tardiness. Because that's that's the one thing. Money, money can come and go. Friends can come and go. Yeah. All that stuff. The only thing that you really have is your time. Yeah. And so, like you know, you gotta respect people's time. That's who they are. Like, yeah. You know, they could, they could be doing anything in the world, and they decided to meet with you or hang out with you or go to that that's space true. with you. And so. So that means I've been disrespecting a lot of people a all lot my life. <laughs> Oh my life. A lot of people don't care. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. I care. I got I got I got babies at home. Like yeah. anytime I'm not with them, I feel like I should be with them. Mm. So the last thing I want to do is be waiting for somebody knowing that I could have spent more time 
Like in anyway. <laughs> Next, this is supposed to be rapid fire. If anybody like meets with King, y'all better be on time. On time. time. <laughs> on time. Yes. Top. If you can tutor anyone, what subject would it be? Ooh. Probably. <laughs> do I want to do fantasy football? No. Uh, <laughs> it would probably be uh, diet. Di- diet. Diet. Yeah. Yes. King is very healthy, you guys. I used to not be. And so that's, and I've overcorrected, some might say. Yeah. Uh, You're doing I, a very good job, though. Well, here's the thing. Like, I, I fast, I fast once a month. Mm. Just water for three days. Mm. Uh, except for January, where I fast for eight days. Mm. Um, I try to stay away from all, anything processed, like, like wheat or sugar. I try yeah. to stay away from that. Uh, like I eat red meat once a month specifically just so I don't build up an intolerance. Like mm-hmm. I just, I care. Like, yeah. you know, like this is all I got. And it's, I'm, I'm today, today after living like the healthiest I could live for the past like six or seven years, I'm still paying the toll for how I treated my body mm. in like the first half of my life. Really? So, the first third of my life. I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to be like, <laughs> hopefully I got more than a half left. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so the first third of I mean, you, I'm older than you, mm-hmm. but there was a time where McDonald's was giving, was selling double cheeseburgers for 39 cents. Really? Yes. And I would take a $10 bill and I would fill my backpack. I would, I would leave school. I would leave campus high school and I would fill my backpack up with cheeseburgers, double cheeseburgers, and I would eat 25 cheeseburgers a day. What? Like I... Like, and I'm still paying for those days. So, yeah. But you do a good job. Like, you look good right now. Even in January when I saw you and you fasted for eight days. I was like, are you hungry? (laughs) For eight days, you look really slim. So, so here's the thing. Fast, you don't get hungry. You don't, you don't, you actually stop getting hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Like, after, after day two, day two is the only hard day. Yeah. Yeah. Day one, day one, you're already almost done with the first, because you spent the first half of it sleeping. Yeah. So, but like the next day, that's when it really hurts. The third day, that's, I had the most energy I've had since my college days. Wow. Yeah. But. Yeah, I just, yeah, I, I care, I care about the only body that I have. Yeah, that's so, good, though. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. Um, What still amazes you? When I watch a good television show. Really? I... It's, yeah, it's true, it's true. I came to L.A. to be a storyteller. Yeah. And, like, you just think that, like, all the all the who can make more good shows like in a time where there's so much content and so many tvs and so much like there's so many stations and platforms and like who's still telling a like good original stories yeah and then you'll turn on a show on netflix or showtime or hbo and you'll be like oh this was an experience (laughs) and people are still creating experiences and i just think it's like endless and beautiful so yeah good good um, what can I? Oh, what's your favorite movie? Speaking of storytelling, my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Well, you're trying to, you're trying to, you're trying to uh, Put hack you out my. There. No, no. What you're trying to do is you're trying to hack, <laughs> hack my, uh, hack all my, my bank account. <laughs> so, what's your mom's maiden name? <laughs> what, was, what was the name of your dog? Your first pet that you ever owned? Your uh, high school mascot. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, if y'all are trying to hack into my account, one of the security questions happens to be. 
what's my favorite movie? Here's the answer. Yes. Okay. Now I have to go back and change it. Uh, Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards. That is my favorite movie. Who is in that? Brad Pitt. Um... Samuel, oh, Samuel Jackson just does a uh, voiceover. It's a, t- a Tarantino film. Oh, really? Yeah, perhaps his best. I'm going to have to look into yeah. that. It was, it was Django before Django came out. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm gonna like, to... Django was essentially the exact same movie, only with, like, slaves in the South. Uh, I think I... Come to think of it, somebody mentioned that to me. Yeah, it's revenge porn. But... Oh, wow. But it was so beautiful. Really? Like, and it had... Most of it was, like, in subtitles. And I... And I'm a slow reader. Like so, like I when when there's subtitles in the movie, I'm usually like I can't I can't keep up. Like me and my wife, we were watching a movie, and she hates uh, dubbing, mm. uh, and I and I can't I can't keep up with subtitles. And so we had a, we were watching a foreign film, and we were we were at an impasse. We just had to turn it off. Yeah, like we just couldn't watch. I it. hate dubbing too. Yeah. So yeah. So Inglorious Passes. It is just so like. It's 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 just beautiful. It's a great movie. It's okay, a great movie. I'm gonna have to check Hitler that out. Gets shot in the face. Like, oh it's lord! Yeah, yeah. It's a Tarantino film, so okay, I'm gonna have to check that yeah. out. Um, what is a question you hate to be asked? Uh, what's my favorite movie? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> no, my favorite. Uh, the question I hate to be asked is, um, I don't know. I don't know. So it really I'm, I'm pretty much an open book. Okay. So like there's okay. even even if there's a question that makes me feel uncomfortable, like I still enjoy the opportunity to to dig in and come up with an answer. Okay, so. that's fair. That's fair. Um what is your favorite ride at any amusement park? <sighs> All right, so <laughs> your your boy over here, he used to be he used to be kind of a nerd. Right. I don't know if you can still hear it in the <laughs> chosen dialect, but uh, I was in a I was in a roller coaster club in high school, mm-hmm. in middle school. It was a roller coaster club. It was me and like four of the guys who were just not cool, right? Because we're in a roller coaster club. But to this day, still one of my favorite roller coasters is in a small theme park in uh, San Jose, Santa Clara, California mm-hmm. called Great America. Mm. Param- it was Paramount's Great America. I think they got bought out, but it was the drop zone. The drop zone. Yeah, and basically it's the it goes straight up <gasps> and then it just free falls down. Oh, it's like Lord. one of the tallest, one of those. And what you do is you put a penny on your, on your knee mm-hmm. when you get to the top. And then after it drops... The penny is like flipping in front of your <gasps> face the whole time, like it's you're going. Oh my yeah. gosh! But anyway, yeah, that's that's probably my favorite roller coaster ride. What? That's and, so uh, funny. Yes. <laughs> okay, last question. Uh-huh. Life is too short, so you need to stop and finish the statement. Tell the truth. <laughs> yes. Be honest. Be honest. Yes, people get so, like, the PC culture, the cancel culture, just be honest. Like, people are allowed to be different, feel different, have different interests. I agree. Just be you and tell the truth and stop hiding behind what you think people want you to say. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Well, that was Run Around the Block. Did you enjoy it? It was the best time I've had. Thank you. Thank you. I can tell by the smile on your face. That's what I do. (laughs) 
So, King, Mr. King, tell the neighbors who you are, where you're from, and what do you do? Oh, my goodness. I am... Uh, I wait. What's the question? Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? Right. Where are you from? Yes. Uh, I'm born in Alabama. Uh, I spent uh, a little time in Nigeria and London before mm-hmm. I was pretty much raised in San Jose, mm-hmm. California, Bay Area. Uh, go Niners, go Warriors. Wait, they consider that the Bay Area? What San Jose? Yeah, yeah South Bay, baby. Really? Yeah. Tenth largest. Here's the, here's the thing. This is what annoys me about being from San Jose. Nobody knows where we are. Nobody cares what we do. We're li- we're literally the tenth largest city in America. Get okay? out. We invented the internet. All right. What? iPhones. That's us. Oh yeah. I've right? seen that on yeah. my iPhone. But nobody cares. <laughs> so yes, from San Jose, moved down to LA from Canada. I'm not allowed to talk about that time. Wait, you were in Canada? Yeah, I moved, I moved here from Calgary. See, I didn't know that about yeah. you, King, and I've known you for years. I'm, I'm mysterious. I'm very mysterious. <laughs> I got, I'm an onion. I got a lot of layers. <laughs> a lot of layers. Uh, yes, I moved here from Canada, uh, and then uh, and now I'm a, now I'm a stand-up comic. Yes. I'm a stand-up comic. I, I love that. Know. I love that you're a stand-up comedian. It's all right. I've seen you several times. Thank you for that. You're yeah. funny, brother. I have a moment. <laughs> but comedian, listen, King has even taken me to a comedy club and made me do a stand-up. Yeah, I think it's important. I think that was the most, most exhilarating, you so scariest. Well. You Thank so you. Well. That was so scary, though. I was so nervous. <laughs> You know, I almost backed out several times. Yeah, you did back out several times. <laughs> like, you literally backed out several times. And I was like, now we're doing this. King, yeah. and you do it so much. Like, you do it every week. How often do you stand up? I try to do... I try to go do stand up four times, four days a week. Four days a week. Right, and that within is... those days, I try to get on stage at least three times. Jeez, that is the hardest thing. Here's the thing. Stand up isn't hard you just have to be willing to suck for two years that's it for two years that's the standard it's like uh it's like learning the language yeah learning the language is hard yeah it's it's not hard it just takes time and people have to get over their egos of speaking their hosts their their primary language Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. because everybody can communicate so well and now you're 25 and you're trying to learn another language Mm. and you can't you're have the communication skills of a, of a four-year-old. Yeah. And it makes people feel uncomfortable, so they just give up. Mm. They, oh, I can never do that. Oh, forget it. Forget it. That's why people... Are, that's why people... It's so hard for people to learn languages after a certain age. Right. It's not because your brain is broken. Right, right. That's It's because true. your ego is, is too high. That's true. Yeah. And so you just have to be willing to, to put in the work. Because jokes... The jokes that you write are your are your vocabulary. Mm. But you don't get fluent until you find your voice. And that takes the two years. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. That takes the two years. And so about two years is when people start to be funny. Mm. They start to understand like the timing of what there's... Because you can make anything funny. We all have conversations. Anything can be funny. Yeah. But to do it on stage requires a specific language that you don't master without having the practice of, you know, doing it over and over and over again. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So speaking of comedy, how long have you been a comedian? I started in 2002, mm. and then I took like 10 years off. What? Yeah. 
And then, and then, but I've, I've considered myself a comic for the last four years. Okay. Yeah. So, and then, and then, yeah, for the last four years is like when I've been, like, I've committed to like, this is who I am. This is what my identity is tied to. This is what my platform is going to be until God gives me a different direction. So. And so when you took the 10 years off, it was it, you felt like, did you have plans on coming back? Like you felt like. I'm not funny, I'm going to take a break, or I'm not funny, I'm never doing this again kind of thing? <sighs> when I took the 10 years off is because I, I, was, I was a kid. Mm, okay. I, I, was, I was a kid, and I had a bad experience. Okay. I, like, I, I did it a few times, and yeah. I was, like, having fun, and then I had one bad experience, and my ego got checked. Mm. And I was like, well, forget it, I'm too... I'm too cool. Mm, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I let my ego get bigger than my ambition. And I, I stopped doing it. Wow. Yeah. And I took, it was like a six or seven year break. And then I, I did it. So I had a panic attack on stage. Mm. And I'd only been doing stand up for like, like three, four months. Okay. So it was like, I hadn't, I, it wasn't, my identity wasn't tied to yeah, it. Like it, yeah. it was nothing. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I was like, you, you, you roll, a, you, you try a skateboarding, you break your leg. You're like, you know what? I'm done. I'm yeah. done skateboarding. Yeah. It was kind of like that. Like, I had fun doing stand-up for a couple of months, and then I broke my leg on stage. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm never doing that again. Mm. And then I, I did it because I worked at a comedy club. Oh. I worked at a comedy club. And then so I continued to work there, put myself through college and stuff like that. And then uh, I went to Malta, and then I came back, and they gave me my job back. And then I got a big boy job. And uh, for my last day working at the comedy club, they're like, oh, you got to get on stage. So they pushed you. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, all right, uh, it's my last day here. Say bye to everybody. I went on stage and I had so like my heart was like on 10. And I was like, I wasted six years not working on this craft. Like, who knows where I could have been? Yeah. But I'm where I'm supposed to be. Absolutely. That is exactly the truth. You are exactly where you're supposed to be. That is awesome. So... You just told us that you, your first few, because that was gonna, that's a segue to my next question. Because I personally have done um, stand-up. I've seen you do it. I've seen several people, and I feel like it's one of the toughest jobs. So can you tell us about your first stand-up performance? Huh. All right. <laughs> my very first time I went on stage, I was working at the San Jose Improv. And Mark Curry, you know Mark Curry? Oh, yes. Hanging with Mr. Cooper? Yes, sir. Mark Curry, he is a Bay native. Okay. But he resides here in LA. Mm-hmm. So what he would, what he does is he takes a forty-five minute flight, the day of the show, like the, when the show starts, he flies into Oakland, sees his people, and then drives down to San, San Jose, mm-hmm. which is like a thirty thirty-five minute uh, drive. Mm-hmm. So if you time it right, everything works out. Really. But there's not a lot of margin for error. Mm. I guess. Southwest or Delta or whatever airline he took was running late. So he's not going to make his time slot on time. Oh my goodness. But we have a sold out showroom. 400 people are there to see Mark Curry. Yeah. So the the opener does his time. The feature does his time. And then the manager is like, hey, does anybody (gasps) want to get on stage? Like, it doesn't matter if you fail. We need to fill time. Like, and talk about anything. And I was like, oh, no, 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 there's no way. There's no way. And then one of the bus boys, I was a surfer. I was a door. I don't know what I was. Yeah. But one of the, the, one of the busters was like, I'll do it. And he went on stage and bombed. (gasps) 
And I was like, oh, I can do that. Like, <laughs> and like needed, like, it's like God put that person there to show me that like without ego, you can do anything. Yes. And so he that's the word. Yeah. He went up there. He bombed. And I was just like, all right, sure. I can't do any worse because, you know, I'm on a show with Mark Curry. People are there to see this expert this level of comedy that is like on 10 plus yeah so like no there's no way i'm gonna go up there like i only have the ability to fail at this yes and then i realized that who cares it's an opportunity to go have some fun so i went up there and i got one laugh i can't remember i can't even remember what i said but i remember making like a crowd of strangers laugh on purpose i was like oh this is this is what i'm here for and the rest of my set was trash really i've been chasing that laugh that one laugh Ever since, what? like ever since, ever since 2002, when I first when I first got wow. on stage, that one feeling of making like a sold out showroom laugh on purpose, like that feeling I've been chasing. That's a great yeah. feeling, though. It's like therapeutic. Yeah, you're it is. you're a therapist. Ah, my moments. Uh, self therapy. <laughs> yeah, people want to watch me self <laughs> have self therapy. That's cool. That's that's on them. <laughs> Did but... Mike um, Mark Curry ever show? Oh up? yeah, yeah, he showed up. Oh, yeah, okay. and he killed it. Oh really? Yeah, and I'm so glad he didn't see me on stage. <laughs> You would be so disrespectful to me. <laughs> so, I mean, I had my improv uniform on up there. I still had my, yeah, I was, I was a mess. But. If you could perform at any comedy club, which would it be? Ooh. See, the crazy thing about that is the two, arguably the two best comedy clubs in the nation, perhaps the world, are the Comedy Store. Yes, and here, here in, in LA, LA, yes, and the uh, the Comedy Cellar in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are probably the two most iconics. Where like you have, um, like the the biggest, like the highest of the highest names, yeah. like go go in and off those stages. That's crazy. I performed at the Comedy Store plenty of times. That's awesome. And each time it's its own amazing experience. Really. Uh, so the Comedy Cellar in New York is probably like the stage. That's that, the next stop yeah, for you. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's the next one. I'm, I, there's probably going to be a that's few the steps. Next, yeah, of course, that but that's milestone. the biggest. Yeah, yes. yes, that's the miles. That's the next milestone. Co- the comedy store here in LA. What street is that on again? Sunset, Sunset Boulevard. I've been there to see you. I believe so. Okay, I'm trying to because there's so many comedy spots out here. Yeah, and you perform at all of them, yeah, so I kind of lose track. I lose track of where I'm going. I just put in my GPS because you know I use a GPS everywhere. You got to. Um, if you can open up for some for anyone, who would it be? And technically, you opened up for Mark Curry. Technically, yes. <laughs> uh, if I mean, if someone like if I like my name was on the bill, like a featuring. Yes, yes. Oh man, uh, probably my okay. So my favorite comic ever, and he's not a comic; he's a comedian. There's a difference. Okay. My favorite comedian ever would have to be. Oh, I can't even say my favorite. One of my favorite comedians is Sinbad. Sinbad. He was my first favorite. Really? There's for me there's two types of comics. Two types of comics on that level. Okay. The ones that make you join in and the ones that make you lean in. Mm. So those are two different energies. Sinbad has this all-inclusive energy that he puts out to the to the room. Mm-hmm. Like you feel like he's your uncle. Like mm-hmm. you're there <laughs> with him. Like he's talking directly to you mm-hmm. if you're sitting in a stadium or like a like a like a living room. Like he always makes you feel like he like this is a conversation that he has with you. Kevin Hart has that. Like you know, like yeah. that that very all-inclusive performance. Yeah. Like, so 
So if I if I ever feature for Sinbad, like I'd be like, oh, man, I've made it. <laughs> That's yeah. dope. Is he still performing? Yeah, yeah, he really? still performs. Yeah, and, and and I've seen Sinbad maybe forty times. Really? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I worked at the Improv, so they come do a weekend. Oh, they do okay. like ten shows in a weekend. You know okay, what I mean? okay. And so he's been to the Improv a few times, like done weekends there. So when I say I've seen somebody a lot of times, it's not really as fair as okay. other people. Okay. But I've seen his show approximately 40 times and he's never not once given the same performance <gasps> not once he goes there because he is funny he is he embodies funny like for, he has no opener he'll do 90 minutes of straight comedy original storytelling pulling things from everywhere audience participation like it is it has to be exhausting to be in his mind oh my goodness <laughs> yeah. so so what what is the difference in well okay first because you said there's a difference between a comic and yeah, a comedian right do you what do you consider yourself as i consider myself a comic okay now Okay. And so my, my goal is to one day perhaps become a comedian, but okay. I know I don't have that in me yet. Okay. Uh, my dad speaks with a very thick Nigerian accent. Yeah. My mom speaks with a Southern accent. Yeah. So I speak this way because they couldn't understand each other. Mm. Like I never deviated trying to speak as clearly as possible, as measured as possible. Yeah. Because it was important to... In talking, like, you know, being their interpreter for friends and family and stuff like that. Yeah. So, like, I, I never, I didn't grow up with the ability or with the point of, of, uh, like, expanding, like, different ways to, like, communicate. Like, everything has, like, been right down the middle, like, right down the middle for me. So, yeah. I don't have, I, when I watch other comedians, so, okay, because that's your first question. The mm. difference between a comedian and comic. Comedians say things funny mm-hmm. comics say funny things mm. now it's a little bit antiquated like you know like you can pretty like most it's almost impossible to not sort of be both yeah but you can tell when a performance is high on charisma and act out and and you know it, it's it's there's this the difference between somebody who can stand there and say his jokes you where you could read his jokes and be like, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. And so, like, that's the difference. Okay. Yeah. That's good. So, um, do you, you know, being the fact that you've performed at so many comedy spots, are you familiar with the majority? Because there's a lot of comedians. Yeah. Are you familiar with almost all of them? or I would say 70%. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I would say, yeah, I would say 70% of, and I'm saying all the comics. Yeah. I'm saying all the comics with like specials. I'm probably familiar with 70% of them. Okay. Okay. Because I know you texted me when I went to the comedy store and I told you, when I went to the Laugh Factory last week and I told you who performed and you said, oh yeah, you know him. Yeah. So you know, like, okay. Because I was like, dang. I know it's a lot of comedians. It's weird because like we do shows so often and they they don't know me. Yeah. You know, because like, I mean, I've done, I've done, you, you know who Whitney Cummings is? No. She's she's a huge if you saw a picture of her you'd know exactly who she is. She she's the one that brought Roseanne back. She brought uh, she was a showrunner for Two Broke Girls. She uh she's like, you know, she's like a Hollywood elite. Oh, okay. And she's a comedian, she's funny, she has like tons of Netflix specials. But I've done like six shows with her. Like really? I, yeah, like I texted her. I'll text her like, "Hey, you want to do one of my shows?" and yeah. she's like, "Ah, she she might do it, she might not." Yeah. But like we are all in the same profession. 
And so that's dope. Yeah. So so for anyone that's listening now and they are interested in doing stand up, how don't. can <laughs> just don't just be a realtor or <laughs> accountant? <laughs> job doesn't pay until it does, and it doesn't pay for most of the time. So. But how can... Okay, for those who want to... Okay. Seek help. (laughs) How can they get in? How can they... And that's why this industry sucks. (laughs) All right? You know what? If... Listen to this. Say you're a doctor. Yes. Say say it. I'm a doctor. But you're not. You know? You know what I mean? Like, you can say it. But you're not. Right? Like, what school did you go to? What is your concentration? None of that applies to you. Now say you're a comic. I'm a comic. Of course you are. Like, you, just, you just say you're a comic. It's, it's like one of the... It's okay. two professions. Two professions where you can just call yourself something and just... People are like, oh, wow, cool. And they'll start asking you questions. Like, like you're an expert in that field. Comedy and photography. You have a camera, you're a photographer. And I'm a damn good exactly. photographer. Of course you are. Yeah. You shoot weddings? Sure. Why not? Yeah. They don't pay me to shoot their weddings, but like every time I go to a wedding, I take pictures. Like, so this, that's why this industry sucks. Every, every month, every month, the bus comes in to mm. LA mm-hmm. and drops off. A hundred new comics <laughs> from Wichita, from yep. Lansing, yep. from like Cheyenne. Literally. Yeah, they just send over these people who are just comics. Some of them aren't, some of them are, but they all have the title. <laughs> and they just make one less parking spot at the comedy club. <laughs> all right, so please just don't. Just don't. But if you do, Good luck to you. <laughs> We're, I'm rooting for you, honestly. I'm rooting for everybody. Like, there's enough. There's a lot of. There's a lot of competition here in LA. I believe it. Yeah, this LA is the worst. Like, if you're not an established comic, do not come to LA mm. because it's not friendly. It's not. Mm. It's not communal. Yeah. Because you know, from being from the south, like I have always been. If it's not about the community, I'm not for it. Yeah. And so it's hard. It's hard being here in LA where everybody is in competition with you. Yeah. And it's like, hey, there's enough spots for everybody. Yep. And winning for me doesn't necessarily have to mean the same thing as winning for you. We can all win. Yeah. But like, there's just, but people just, they feed you this idea that there's only a finite amount of, of first place, uh, like ribbons. And there's an infinite amount, but they keep telling you like, oh, everything is like comedy contest and the mm-hmm. best of this night. And like every, like, so mm-hmm. everyone is competing for this one grasp of what they, this fake idea of success. So, I mean, you could be a writer, you could be a, you could, you could, there's so many things that your comedy skills can take you into. Yeah. That like. There's no need to hate on people or backstab people, but there's a lot of that down here. In LA. I know. I can. It's definitely LA. Yeah. I see it. Okay, Mr. Funny Man. So, <laughs> you are also a screenwriter. I am. So, tell us about what you have written. Oh, my goodness. So, last year, last year I wrote four features. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, I've written eight you original are, screenplays. Wow, you have been busy. I was trying to average one a month. Oh, wow. Because writing isn't... Again, right? Not, there's nothing that's hard. Right. If you, this is what I believe. I believe God gives you 
things that only you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I can be a lawyer. Yeah. I can be, I don't know if I can be an astronaut, but I, <laughs> I might be too tall. I don't know. Like, I can, there's like, I, I can, I, I can be things, mm-hmm. but there's only a, a finite things of things that I want. To yeah. Be. Yeah. So I figure if I want to be a writer, if I want to be a comic, I have to just do it. Like, I mean, I have to give it everything. I have to treat it like a full-time job. So I write, I try to write every day. That's awesome. Uh, like I, I send it out to my people who read and give me notes and I'm receptive mm-hmm. to getting better at my craft. I take critique really well and I just, and so like I have eight and everything that I've written, the things that I, that when I say I've written eight screen uh, original pilots this year, I mean, I've wrote them, rewrote them, rewrote them, rewrote them, sent them to get coverage and have ranked in the 89th to 98th percentile in everything that I've written. That's so dope. And so it's really, and and still, they're not perfect. Right. And they never will be. Right. But they're mine, and I'm I'm creating a library. That's awesome. So. That's awesome. So you wrote, which I saw the premiere of, the screening of, ah. Bad Boys of L.A., which is so funny. Did you enjoy it? It was so funny. Uh-huh. But it wasn't long. No, 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 no. Because you know what I'm not? Because when you gave my list, you said that I was a, you said I was a screenwriter, a, a, com- a comedian, and, a and an actor. Uh-huh. But you didn't say I was a producer or a director. Because that's not what I am. Yeah. I am, and that's and that's the worst part. That's the worst part about this whole industry is that you lose the specificity. Yeah. You know, like I don't I don't want people because people go like, oh, when's the next episode? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know when Hulu buys it. <laughs> like I don't not. I'm not here to, like, produce my own shows. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I had an idea. I had an idea. Me and my, me and my friends. So, Bad Boys of LA, it's basically black entourage. Okay? <laughs> it is. Yes, it might as well be called Blantourage. <laughs> it is four D-list black celebrities, like, D-list celebrities, who are trying, who get thrusted into, thrust? Is thrusted through. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. they get thrust into the the limelight for all the wrong reasons, and the the show is about these four D list actors all of a sudden getting the attention of, you know, of TMZ and all yeah. these other type of people, and how they deal with it, you know, and yeah. how they monetize it, and so on and so forth. So, I had an idea. And I wanted to write the story and I had like, you know, like I wanted to show like black guys not being gangsters, not being whatever like that. Just, you know, just navigating throughout their arena the best that they can. And, and I wrote, I wrote, I wrote the first episode. I wrote, um, I outlined every single episode for the next four seasons. Like I I have it all. And so like now it's, that's what I can do to the best of my ability. But making it like that's that's the Amazons, that's the, the Netflixes. So if you're listening and you got plugs, uh, I got I got something for you. Yes, so, he has a lot. Like yeah. he said, he's building a library. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I just I just I just want I just want to be a storyteller. That's what I came to LA to be. That's what's up. Whether it's on stage or in front of the camera or behind the typewriter. No one uses typewriter behind the laptop. <laughs> uh, but that's that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to tell a good story. That's what's so. up. Yeah, that's dope. I like that. And the guys that you um that are in Bad Boys of LA are actually stand up right, yeah. comics. Yeah, so I cast and that's how the that's how the story came to be. I was we, we all played basketball together and uh, I'm an old man, so I'm not playing. <laughs> I'm not I'm not really playing. Anyway, so we're all playing basketball and then at the end of the night we're having a conversation 
and we're joking and we're, you know, we're, Mm -hmm. we're, we're being communal. And I take a step back and I was just like, this energy, this space hasn't been shown on TV. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like just four black guys having fun at night outside, just like talking, talking their nonsense, you know? And so I was like, I would love to tell this story. I'd love to put this on like in the front of something. And so, and that's, and then I just like from that, I just had an idea. That's dope. So it. it was great. It was good though. It was really funny. Thanks. I'm glad you liked it. You're I, welcome. Yeah, I, of course. You, you were my audience. You were but, my target audience. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, um, I mean, you got any questions? The neighbors love you already. I could tell. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> uh, question for you. What, 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 why are you doing this? Why am I doing yeah, this? Yeah, why are you doing oh, this? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I am doing this. Yeah, let's, um, let's, let's switch some microphones. Let's switch absolutely. Microphones. I love this. I yeah. love this. So I came about um, doing a podcast maybe like two years now. And it was something that um, I just love talking to people. I love um, entertaining people. Uh, so thank you. And so when I thought of a podcast, I was... I was like, well, I can do it on my own time. Um, I could record it at, at, and I don't have to like meet with, it doesn't have to be an audience, you right. know, visually. Um, and I just want to just talk about life. It, and that's the, the beauty of why I created Block to Block, where we discuss anything from my block to your block. Like we can talk about anything. We can talk about real estate. We can talk about um, technology. We can talk about comedy. So it's anything. So I absolutely love it. And it came to it came to me um, two years ago when I was in an acting class, um, and my acting coach was um, he was telling us that you know acting is is meant for the strong. Don't give up. But while you're waiting for acting to kick off, you have to do something. You have to tap into your other talents. Right. So I was like a podcast. Like I was thinking, like what other talents? Like I have a lot of talents. You do, girl. <laughs> I do, but I'm trying to monetize yeah. it. So I'm like monetize, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> monetize. I'm educated, y'all. Listen, I went to school, but but yes, monetize. I'm trying to make money. Okay. Yeah, no, yep, yep, yep. Uh, so um, so yeah, I came up with the podcast, and and that and that's why like I've listened to a few episodes. And... Thank you. It's beautiful because this isn't doesn't fall into the category of content. Right. Like this isn't content. This right. is this is a conversation. Right. And because everyone is so stressed and delayed to make content. Mm-hmm. Content is not what I came here for. Right. I came here to make art. Right. right. So true. Yeah, content is about the moment that right. you're in. Absolutely. It's disposable. Art is forever. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you could think you're consuming, uh, you can, you can think you're consuming, uh, art and then go back to it two years, five years, one year, one month later and realize like, oh, that didn't hold up. Mm. And it's because there was no, it was about the moment. It wasn't about forever. Yeah. So everything that I try to do, I try to think like, is this a forever kind of moment? Like, Mm. is this, like, is this going to be part of the the lexicon that people respond back to when they look back over like their times enjoying enjoying yeah. it. Because like when I said when I said the things that still amaze me is the ability to still turn on the television and see a good story. The reason why it's so amazing is because I'm inundated with content. Yeah. Like there's just 
stuff to help the time pass. Yeah. Stuff about the moment. And then you, you switch over and you see like a show like The Ozarks or Politician. These are Netflix shows. Or Euphoria. <laughs> the Politician is amazing. It's so good. <gasps> and I'm going to think about it forever. There'll be moments that come in, whether it's... And it's not just the story's good, like the, 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 the imagery's acting, good, the acting's yes. good. The, everything is so good that there's going to be bits and pieces of it that I take with me forever. That's so true. And I've incorporated some... Even, like, the way that they speak into the way that I write. Like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. it's just... That's good. Yeah. I heard Euphoria is good, too. Euphoria is... Uh, it's hard. It is? Yeah, because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a teetotaler. Uh, for those who don't know, teetotaler is someone who abstains from <laughs> alcohol and tobacco. So I've never had alcohol or tobacco or caffeine before. Yeah. So um, can you can you guys imagine? <laughs> oh my God! Never had coffee, tea. I mean, smoking is fine. I've never smoked, yeah. but alcohol. Yeah. Sometimes I'm not even an alcohol drinker, like, but sometimes <laughs> I need a drink. <laughs> yeah. So like I. But there's there's other ways to to I you know I forgot what I was even talking about euphoria and why it's oh, hard euphoria. yes yes so euphoria there's a lot of explicit drug use mm. and so and that's that's hard for me to watch oh, okay 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 that imagery like it makes me sad really to you know like there's a lot of the, the people go through a lot of stuff yeah like life is not easy yeah 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 and the ways the dysfunctional ways that you can numb that pain that hardship. Like, it's, it makes me feel sad because there's so many, like, there's so many ways that aren't self-deprecating. Yeah. To, you know, to get out of, like, whatever hole that people might be in. And so when I've, I've seen firsthand a lot of, like, bad how drugs, like, hurt people. Mm-hmm. So, like, watching people do drugs, I always hurts my soul a little yeah, bit. So, yeah. like, once you get over that part, it's really good storytelling. Mm. So. But can we go back to teetotaler? Oh, yeah, teetotaler. I yeah. didn't even know there was a word for it. Teetotaler. Yeah, that word finds you. Like, <laughs> a... Do you hear that, neighbors? He's a teetotaler. Yes. In LA, there's not there's not a lot of use for that word. <laughs> yeah. People know about polygamy. They know they... about polyamory. Yes. They know about a whole lot of yes. I learned my vocabulary expanded when I came to LA. Especially the the field that you're in. Yeah. yeah, Because you see comedians as soon as they get on stage, before they even go on stage, they need to smoke and have a drink. Yeah. And it's always at the comedy club where it's a two drink minimum. And and honestly, it's made it hard for me to advance. Really? In my career because nobody wants to. Nobody wants to do drugs around somebody who doesn't do drugs. Like, you know what I mean? They already know they shouldn't be doing it the way that they're doing it. So you come like exactly. the Debbie Downer. Exactly. So now I'm just like a mirror staring them in the face. And I'm like, man. Yeah. So like that. Yeah. It makes it a little hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah. you're doing well. Thanks. I, I strongly, it. strongly agree that you are doing well. Uh, I appreciate that. No problem. I'm doing the best I can. That's, that's, that's my measurement. You are. Am I doing the best that I actually can? All right, then I'm doing all right. I think you're pushing yourself. Well, yeah, that's how. That's that's my best. Yeah. That's that's me. Okay. Let's see. Any other questions for you? Let me think. Hmm. Um. If you could have any guest. Ooh. If you could have any guest on on your show. On the podcast. On the podcast for your neighbors. Oh my day. god. Um. It probably would be. I mean, there's so many people that I would love to have, but it would have to be Nas. 
Like, okay. I love okay, Nas all right, all right. from when I was 13. Actually, I didn't know that about you. All right. <laughs> so I would just like, and, and he's still holding his head, you know, in this music industry and a lot of people that he's influenced yeah. and, and he's come from the, the world of drugs and alcohol yeah. and seeing either some of his friends who are dead or in jail. So I wanted to know how he's overcome, how he's still doing it now. And I wanted to know if he would marry me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would ask him. He's one of the greatest storytellers. Uh, Yes, he is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I I hope, I I pray for that moment. Amen. I receive it. Nas is going to be on the show. Yes. (laughs) But yeah, so that's about it. Is that all the questions? Yeah, that's all the questions I got. All right. Well, thank you so much, King, for stopping by. It was so much fun. My face hurts from laughing. Uh, Welcome to the blog. So tell the neighbors um, where they can hear from you. Where can they see you? Because you, I know you're performing. Yeah, I perform. I perform mostly around L.A. Uh, mm-hmm. If you want me to come to your town, shoot me a DM. Oh, that'll be good. Uh, yeah, I will. Yeah, I'll go anywhere there's an audience that wants to see me. That's dope. Um, but you can reach me on Instagram at King Hassan. Uh, King, like normal spelling. <laughs> if you can't spell that, I can't help you. <laughs> Uh, King Hassan H A S S A N underscore O. Um, yeah, I'll be the black guy. Uh, on that. <laughs> the muscular yeah. black guy. I'm, all right. Just, the trick is to wear tight shirt like that. <laughs> Saw smoke and mirrors, baby. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That, I mean, you would tweet me at like uh, like a day love. Uh, my middle name is a day woman. Ah, yeah, they me. me. Uh, <laughs> which yeah, so like A D E L O V E. That's that's my Twitter handle. Okay. Uh, I rarely tweet. Uh, Not me either. I rarely put things out on YouTube because it takes forever to come yeah. up with these jokes. Yeah. I just want to give it to you. What's the point of you showing up? <laughs> like if I just that's that's content. Yes. Like, no. <laughs> Took me six months to write that tag. You don't just get it. Uh, but yeah, come come out to a show. Come show me some support. I, please tell me that you found me from this podcast so I can tell uh, Sister Essa over here yes. how much love is being spread throughout her neighborhood. Thank you. So. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> but I will have all this information on the show notes so that you guys can follow him. Let him know how much he is hilarious. And, um, yeah, thank you to all the neighbors who are listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. King, it's been a pleasure, my brother. And, um, yes, thank you guys. Welcome to the neighborhood. We'll see you at the top.